0: I right, glad you're with us, Eight hundred nine four one. Sean, you want to be a part of the program, 800, uh, and, and by the way, I'm sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself like Joe, because I'm thinking about throwing to this, I'm uh, cracking myself up. Alright, so I've gone through all impeachment papers, let me tell you, Linda, you've read through them too, I sent them to you earlier today. We got the Democrats, they, they're trying to ratchet up, the president said to fight, fight for, you know, and then he also said, many of you will peacefully, patriotically march to the capitol. So that you can let your voices be heard, and I'm reading it, and my eyes are glassing over here. As uh, the Democrats, all this is with a foregone conclusion. Next week is them just trying to ratchet up, but to, to bloody up politically. Got to put all these these extra words in your speech these days because people will take it the wrong way. Democrats want to bloody up Trump, so we can't run in 2024. That's what this is about. They don't care about how much time or money uh, or the American people at all when they're doing this. All right. Lindsey Graham now is being very clear. We now know 45 United States senator senators believe it's unconstitutional. There are three arguments. One, the constitutionality of this impeachment. Of course, that would include things like they don't have jurisdiction because he's no longer president you cannot remove him from office uh and you know it also includes other issues involving the constitution uh then it's the whole legal aspect we have court documents even the media mob all now and fbi investigators all saying that a lot of this was pre-planned now it doesn't mean that some of the people that went to the rally didn't allow themselves to get caught up in something they should never have been a part of but that for them would would have been spontaneous but again we're down to like over the summer the 99% of protesters weren't hurling bottles and molotov cocktails and rocks and bricks and injuring and kill injuring over 2000 cops or 2500 cops and killing 25 people and that was not condemned by liberal democrats so Now you've got a problem is the whole, well, incitement led to what happened at the Capitol narrative falling apart. Uh, And then the third aspect of this is, well, if this is your standard, okay, well, we'll point out Chuck Schumer's threat to Supreme Court justices, Joe Biden's threat to beat the hell out of Trump, uh, the comments of Kamala Harris uh, after the burning down of the Minneapolis police precinct and the rioting that went on in Minneapolis— if uh, you beware, you take note. It isn't going to stop. It shouldn't stop. They shouldn't stop. We won't stop. Okay. Well, that's now fair game. Nancy Pelosi's comments after what happened in Wisconsin and people uh, raided the Capitol there. I didn't hear any Democrats all worked up over any of these things. And so it's a matter of okay. Well, if that's your standard, then we need to be impeaching all of these people. Maxine Waters, I'm going to take Trump out tonight. Great. Sounds like a threat to me. And so Lindsey Graham uh, literally said, if the Democrats want to extend out what is a predetermined outcome just to continue to, to waste taxpayer time and money and effort and divide the country further, because Mr. Unity, Joe Biden, won't speak out about any of this, that, in fact, if they start bringing up witnesses, which is another sidebar to the whole snap impeachment that Democrat Jonathan Turley keeps saying, you can't have that because... Well, we hadn't even established the facts of the case or what actually happened on on January 6th. And now that the FBI court documents, investigators uh, and even the media mob are reporting that, yeah, there's different groups. We've identified this one in uh, Ohio, this other group in this other state and that they had plotted and planned the whole thing. Uh, that's very separate and apart. In other words, it would have happened because they planned it. And they're out there the night before. You saw the pipe bomb video planting pipe bombs the night before. So um, all of that is, so Lindsey Graham is saying, they, if the Democrats want to call one witness that they're going to open up Pandora's box. And what that means is, I, I think if they open up this can of worms, I think he says he's going to bring the FBI in. The question and is, and tell tell how about, does
1: this uh, trial end? If the House managers want to use this as a a political commercial against Donald Trump and Republicans, and they want to call witnesses now. They didn't call uh, during the uh, impeachment process in the House. This thing could go for weeks or months, and that would be bad for the country. So, to my Democratic colleagues, if you vote to call one witness, none were called in the House, get ready for a long trial. Well, we've only got a couple of seconds, but let me ask you. Do you
2: anticipate witnesses being called and then being uh, cross-examined?
1: I hope not. They didn't call any in the house. I think we know what happened that day. But if you open up that can of worms, we'll want the FBI to come in and tell us about how people actually pre-planned these attacks and what happened with the security footprint at the Capitol. You open up Pandora's box if you call one witness. I hope we don't call any and we vote and get this trial over uh, next week when it starts.
0: Now, that goes right to the power of Nancy Pelosi. You know, she's the head of the Sergeant of Arms and responsible for security of the Capitol. And then the question is, with all the knowledge ahead of time, why did they not? They knew hundreds of thousands of people were going to march to the Capitol. And why was the chief of police the Capitol Police denied the National Guard that was requested? We now know six separate times. All right. And then I would say bring in Kamala Harris as a witness. And then how do you have presiding over this shift show a guy that already has declared that Donald Trump ought to be convicted, that being Pat Leahy? Why? Because John Roberts, uh, who constitutionally would be the guy to preside over this, has said, no, not going to happen. You're not dragging me into this. Not exactly a fan of Donald Trump's either. So now they're they're thinking about other ways to to. I don't hurt Trump. They now will Joe Biden revoke Donald Trump's access to intelligence briefings as past presidents usually get. They're usually considered former president has been considered. You know, uh, as being kept in the loop on national security matters, maybe just maybe uh, that would be a good idea to do. But they just all this is it's a show. And if they want to bring in trial witnesses, I actually find if they brought in the right ones that I have a great list I'll put together that they ought to bring in and the questioning and where it ought to go. I have my own ideas on this. And I think if this is now the standard incendiary insurrection style language, there's an awful lot of people now that need to be added to the list of an impeachment trial. So we'll see. But it's really simply it's going to come down to all of all of that. And but I'll tell you another thing. This can happen. I'll stick to the basics here. You know, everybody dropped the ball. Apparently there were indications, warnings, intelligence about this being pre-planned. Why did not they why did they not prepare for this? Why weren't why wasn't the guard brought up? All of these things. I mean, it's it's pretty unbelievable. And OK, they're going to edit their tapes. Trump, Donald Trump said to fight this. This goes back to, oh, targeted districts and and I think Sarah Palin still has this ongoing lawsuit with the New York Times over this. I thought it was supposed to be settled this summer. We were watching the case closely. i just got my eye off the ball, got busy. But a case of, oh, OK, targeted districts and a bullseye. Oh, that means you're threatening people. No, that's Bob Beckel's invention. He's been on the air with us telling us uh, we used to do that all the time. You target these districts for potential districts where you might be able to pick up a seat or two. Very common in politics. Uh, in other corruption news with Democrats, because they're, you know, their hypocrisy is breathtaking and morally bankrupt. But Joe Biden's head picked ahead the DOJ criminal division. Get this. Now we find out has ties to Hunter Biden. Axios reporting Hunter hired a new attorney to ins- assist with what is now officially a federal criminal investigation and defense. Just a month before his father became president on inauguration day, one of the lawyer's close colleagues was tapped to temporarily lead the Justice Department's criminal division. Oh, how convenient for the Bidens. That move puts the new DOJ official atop of a powerful arm of the justice system as his former colleague helps the president's son fend off a criminal probe. Can anyone say appearance of impropriety, conflict of interest? Anyway, so Hunter Biden... By the way, why am I not... Why do I suspect this is not an accident? And imagine if Donald Trump did this, did any of this. I mean, you know, what would they say? What would they do if it was Donald Trump? That standard is never going to end. Anyway, I do have some election news. I've been saying for all of you out there that keep asking me, well, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? And I've been saying, well, at the first level you know, we've got to start with fixing and making sure and ensuring that we don't have, that we fix and solve any issues that could raise questions about the integrity or prevent people from having confidence in election results. You know, I'll even, you know, if you go back to 2000, I think this is a fair statement. I don't think we'll And this is sad. And this was what Florida got fixed, thanks to Ron DeSantis, because they also screwed up not only in 2000, but 2016 in Florida. We remember that show down there. But this time they they had put the proper changes and and checks and balances in place and went along smoothly. And, you know, but are we ever really going to know the exact accurate vote count in 2000? I think it's I don't think anybody can tell us with any real confidence that this is the exact vote. Now, we're the United States of America. Maybe you're never ever going to have 100 percent purity on this. But I mean, at least to get to the level we have confidence, because I don't think anybody can ever just look at 2000 and say it was 527 votes in Florida with any sense of complete accuracy. It just became what it became. Dimpled, pimpled, hanging, swinging, perforated chads, remember? Well, okay, so we now know that every state had these statutory requirements that partisan observers could observe the vote count. That didn't happen in any state. And remember, a lot of these last-minute changes were made because of COVID-19, ignoring the, the advice of the great Dr. Anthony Fauci, which was that, oh, people can safely vote in person with social distancing and masking. All right. So it was possible to do it. But one time, nobody wanted to quote their favorite doctor, who was, I'm sure, a nice guy, but got a lot wrong. And I'm not even blaming him. Um, so anyway, now we have some developments in this in Georgia. Remember, the big issue down there was the issue of signature verification and voter I.D. requirements. Now the Senate of Georgia, controlled by Republicans, has introduced a bill that will require voters to provide a photo I.D. when requesting and returning their absentee ballot. Or their early voting ballot, or their, uh, and which is should be mandatory, absolutely mandatory, and they should have one signature verification standard, not two. Um, so that happens down in Georgia. Then you have in Arizona, they've introduced a bill in that state legislature that would repeal Arizona's permanent early voting list. Voters on the list automatically receiving mail-in ballots for each primary and general election. Separate bill would remove people from the list who failed to vote in the primary and general elections in two straight cycles. All right. They also need to add uh, some. uh, We have to have photo ID, voter ID everywhere. And then in Pennsylvania, lawmakers there, they're now pushing forward a bill to repeal their 2019 No excuse, absentee voting law. That's the one that was in direct violation of the Pennsylvania state constitution. And there's a process of changing the constitution, which is a lot more difficult than a bunch of legislators making laws. And that's why it was, in my view, unconstitutional. But nobody wanted to hear that case uh, at the level it needed to be heard at. So we'll watch we'll watch all of these. And, you know, Tom Wolf would likely veto any election integrity bill. And they have an open gubernatorial and Senate contest next year. It's going to be a lot of interesting races come next year. So that's happening. Now, Iran is saber-rattling as they've launched a new rocket showing advances in potential missile technology. And we've got Joe Biden showing more struggles cognitively. I mean, it's getting bad. And I know that people in the mob don't like when I say weak, frail, and cognitively struggling. But I'll let you decide, as we always do, next Right, as we roll along, Sean Hannity Show. Now, on the other side of this, the Democrats, of course, they, they want to keep the same COVID-style voting system in place and expand massively mail-in voting. Was, you know, we have H.R. 1, which we've gone over in great detail. Democratic lawmakers now have dubbed the bill the Vote at Home Act which seeks to massively expand vote at home ballot access. Now I thought the New York toilet paper times suggested, well, there's a greater chance of fraud in it with mail-in balloting, et cetera, et cetera. Now I'm not saying that there isn't a, a way for to improve voting systems, but you gotta make sure that every person that voting, that it's the person that says they're voting doing the voting. And there's gotta be some type of, verification for example you go to a democratic national convention you need a picture id to get into the capitol you need a picture id which by the way i think is wholly right and appropriate and so if you don't have them why would you get to vote without it or change the rules well we're gonna let 16 year olds vote uh and we're not gonna have any signature verification that that doesn't work i couldn't believe it this year i go to vote uh, give me the first three letters of your last name. H-A-N. Okay, is this you? Yes. Okay, here's your sheet. Go vote. That was it. Nothing else. All right, Sean, You want to be a part of the program. Uh, a lot on Biden's cognitive issues straight ahead. News you won't hear, I can promise you, from the mob, the media, or big tech. Straight ahead. 25 till the top of the hour. Well, no Americans going to should love this. This is not good. Tehran, the Iranian mullahs now, and this is this is a typical pattern of these these evil regimes like North Korea. That's they, they they've played this game all of the time, Iran and other countries. So they've launched a new rocket, apparently showing advances In potential missile technology, right? There's two aspects of this, a uranium enrichment and delivery systems. This is the missile delivery system. The rocket developed under a government-backed program to send civilian satellites supposedly into orbit 310 miles above the ground, according to the Iranian Defense Minister's Space Department. The technology, though, however, that would be quite easily transferable to Iran's military missile program, run by the islamic revolutionary guard corps now why are they doing it well they're doing it for the same reason that kim jong-un's father kim jong-il was able to extort a fortune from bill clinton when clinton was president it's a good deal for american people no it wasn't a good deal for the american people because they weren't supposed to develop nuclear weapons and guess what they did it's $150 billion that Obama and Biden gave the Iranians in cash and other currency and dropping cargo planes full of cash and currency on their tarmac. Yeah, this is all, you know, them raising the stakes to show their saber rattling for possible negotiations for even more money from Biden. And God only knows the concessions that are going to come China's way, considering Well, this seems to me that China has an awful lot of, well, contact with the Biden family. And let me tell you something. This is one thing. And they were actually a separate story apart from this about how the Chinese government and their oppressive surveillance of their own people. Now, they've been doing this forever and that is is they've, they've got sophisticated spying mechanisms against all of us in this country. Well, I think considering it wasn't that long ago that everything that Zero Experience Hunter and company were involved in with China uh, and Joe's time in China was probably all recorded. And I'm imagining that's probably stuff that Joe and Zero Experience Hunter wouldn't exactly want in the public domain. And somehow they might... I might become aware of its possible existence. Who knows? But that's, what, that's why you don't, that's why family members of vice presidents shouldn't be getting wire transfers of three and a half million dollars from Russian oligarchs, the first lady of Moscow, or uh, Kazakhstan oligarchs, or Ukrainian corrupt uh, oil companies like Burisma, and that's where the quid and the pro and the quo for zero experience Hunter came in there. And they shouldn't be taken out to, on shopping sprees with Chinese nationals. It's like congressmen like St- Stalwart, whatever his name is, shouldn't be hanging out with a Chinese spy, Fang Fang. You just can't make this up. What's that? What are you saying in my ear? Swawa, whatever his name is. The guy, yeah, we still don't know the nature of this long-term relationship with the Chinese spy. But don't worry, he's on the House Intelligence Committee with all of our government secrets. <clears throat> Wouldn't answer, And why is that? I don't want to know about his private life. I want to know, though, if there's any uh, pillow talk, just to use a phrase, between the two. So anyway, there's one interesting thing in the Atlantic. I don't know what to make of this, that tens of thousands of people in cities across Russia protesting the jailing of an opposition leader. I don't know. No one... The hostile actor that Putin is and the hostile regime that is Russia. I don't know how well that's going to work for people there that are out there protesting. That's that's kind of what happens when you lose freedom. But the pictures were pretty interesting. You don't get to see a lot of the world's unrest. Uh, there was a January 31st rally that was just massive. It almost looked like a Trump rally. Just saying. In terms of its massive size. Um, now, so... All the time we're going through this campaign cycle, what what did I say about Joe? Wow. It was startling to me and startling to many people that I know and people that I'd meet. And they'd ask me about what I thought about the presidential race that was then pending. And they'd ask, well, what happened to Joe? I I mean, he just doesn't seem like the same guy. I mean, if you look at Joe Biden 10 years ago versus today, it's, it's startling. If you look at him four years ago versus today, I find it even more startling. And even Democrats and, and media mob people that I know are like, every and Democrats, are like every time he speaks, like, oh, please don't screw it up. Oh, please, please, Joe, don't screw it up, please. They're like, they're, they're like hanging on eggshells there. And it's obvious what's happening now. Occasionally, they'll get him out there, answer a few questions. And and mostly, though, they're just pictures him, Oval Office, act like he's busy. And then he goes behind his desk and he signs what looks like a new executive order, something that he defined as being dictatorial. Uh, but yet he's signed more than three times the past the three prior presidents before him. Pretty interesting. So you got to get the votes, man. Anyway, so now we're finding out Daily Beast of all places is reporting. Good for them. According to three sources with knowledge of the matter, the new president's communications staff has already probed reporters to see what questions they plan on asking the White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki when called upon during briefings. Now, the request prompted concerns among the White House press corps whose members, like many reporters, are sensitive to the perception that they are coordinating with political communication staffers. One reporter raised the issue during an informal White House Correspondent Association Zoom call on Friday. And according to the Daily Beast and multiple sources, leaders at the meeting advised print reporters to push back against requests by the White House press team to learn the questions in advance or simply not respond to Biden's, Biden team's inquiries. While the well, it's a relief to see the briefings return. You now the press can't really do its job in a briefing room if the White House is picking and choosing the questions that they want. That's not a free press at all. At all. And apparently it even mildly aggravated enough uh, reporters and uh, but apparently that's what's going on behind the scene. Now two issues here. One, now that they're bringing up the issue of me saying joe looks weak frail and is cognitively struggling well we've played our best of hits many times i won't waste your time today and play it again we'll play it enough in the next four years but this is more recently the more recent screw up and if you listen very closely to what joe is saying you got to listen closely he says not once but twice and we'll we'll be able to get 400 million doses and 600 millions and we're going to increase it 50 percent and and 300 Americans are going to get the vaccine. Okay, he misspoke, right? Then he misspoke again. Okay, this to me seems like he's struggling cognitively.
3: We'll let you decide. And we believe that we'll soon be able to confirm the purchase of an additional 100 billion doses for each of the two FDA-authorized vaccines, Pfizer and Moderna. That's 100 million more doses of Pfizer and 100 million more doses of Moderna. 200 million more doses than the federal government had previously secured, not in hand yet, but ordered. We expect these additional 200 million doses to be delivered this summer. And some of it will come as early, begin to come in early summer, but by the mid by the midsummer that this vaccine will be there. And the order, and, and, and that increases the total vaccine, order in the United States by 50% from 400 million order to 600 million.
0: Okay. Now the, let's go just the part where he says 300 Americans
3: will get the vaccine. Listen, it's enough vaccine to fully vaccinate 300 Americans 300. by end of the summer, the beginning of the fall. But we want to make, look, that's, I want to repeat It'll be enough to fully vaccinate 300 Americans to beat this pandemic.
0: 300 Americans. Linda, did I hear that right? I just want to make sure that I'm not hearing something. I'm not I'm not I'm, I'm, I'm hearing it right. Correct. He said 300 and he didn't say it once. He said it twice. Correct.
4: That's right. He doubled down,
0: doubled down on. Wrong. He really? He really should have circled back. He should have circled back. We're going to get to that in a second. Good point. <laughs> uh, he's going to circle back. You know, you can't make this up. You know what? Maybe for clarity, because the mob is so angry at me. Well, I again, we're going to let the American people decide. Is Joe seem as strong and, uh, I don't know, vibrant, energetic, alert as he was when he left office four years ago as vice president? Because these are some of the highlights.
3: Donald care, Donald Trump doesn't understand health care. Donald Trump thinks health care is a privilege. Barack and I think it's a right for people that have bad at health care. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international pressure, isolate and punish China. I'm running as a proud Democrat for the Senate. I got in trouble when we were running against the senator who was a Mormon. The governor, okay? Look, tomorrow's superstar Tuesday, and I want to thank you all. I tell you what, I'm rushing ahead, aren't I? We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the go. You know the you know the thing. Do you agree with me? Go to Joe three o three three o. We choose truth over facts. Play the radio. Make sure the television. The, excuse me. Make sure you have the record player on at night. The, the, the phone. Make sure the kids hear words. Donald Trump does pose an excellent strength to this. The it's not hypothetical.
0: All right. Now, I'll let you decide. Am I being uncharitable here, unfair, or is my observation that if you ever had, let's say his fastball was the years in the Senate, and let's say, well, he developed a, a medium fastball and a changeup for the time he's VP. I don't see any of those pitches anymore. Just my own way of saying it. Now, We have a favorite phrase that keeps coming out of the White House official propagandist, press secretary Jen Psaki, uh, which is let's circle back. We now have a whopping total. I don't think we'll play them all now, but we can play a good number of them. Uh, She said it a whopping 77 times to date. I didn't include today. Listen.
5: I can, I'll can. i circle back if there's more I can share with you. But I'll circle back with you if there's more to convey. Um, I'll have to just circle back with you. We can circle back. with. You. I'm happy to circle back with you. I can circle back. Uh, I will have to... Circle back on that one. That's an excellent question. Oh, such an important question. Uh, we will circle back with you and we'll, we'll circle back with you. It's an interesting question, but uh, we'll, we'll circle back. I'm happy to circle back, but I'll have to circle back with you on it. It's a good question, but we'll circle back with you on this today. We will certainly circle back with you more directly. Uh, I hate to disappoint you, but I will have to circle back with you on that as well. And last thing I just want to do before we get to your questions, um, I often note I'm going to circle back. I hate to disappoint conservative Twitter, but I'm going to circle back on a number of things as we often do directly.
0: Let's just circle back on everything, meaning I don't have any answers. Great question. Let me circle back with you and give you the official party line Um, and getting snarky because people are laughing at it. It is pretty darn funny. I'll tell you that. And now Politico outlined uh, why you haven't seen Biden do a national interview yet. There's no word now, usually last year, for example, I had the honor of interviewing President Trump for the interview before the Super Bowl. It's a tradition that's gone on now for a while, and I'd never gotten that opportunity before, and I I got the opportunity. I was glad to do it. It was a lot of fun, actually. And anyway, there's no word if Biden is going to do a Super Bowl interview. We'll have to wait and see. And anyway, and, you know, so... We're just going to watch a lot of these things. What is interesting is to watch how the Democrats now have turned on Manchin and turned the heat up on Cinema, because they're the two Democratic senators that said, no, we're not breaking Senate norm and going along with your, you know, mandate to end the legislative filibuster. So then there's Kamala Harris. We're not going to stop. We won't stop. We shouldn't stop. You beware. Take note. This was after, you know, of course, police precinct burned to the ground and the rioting took place um sounds like insurrection language if we use the democrat and the media mobs definition um so we'll have to wait and see what happens there uh plans now people are getting critical about how african americans and hispanic americans are falling way behind in these vaccination efforts um you have researchers at NYU publishing a bogus, ridiculous study about big tech and conservatives. Yeah, uh, turns out it was funded by a Biden donor. How convenient. Pretty interesting. You have a Democratic congressman wanting to screen military recruits' social media posts. Uh, better put everything in there that is politically correct. Uh, pretty scary times we're living in, I'll tell you that. Anyway, so what's happening here, and then you got this whole thing with this guy, John Weaver. I remember Weaver. Wasn't he working? He was working with Kasich, and he was on the McCain campaign. I never knew him really well. Apparently, Carl Rove is saying that he knew all this stuff about him going back a long, long time, and that apparently it was widely known, and... You know, of the $87.4 million raised by the Lincoln Project, by people that say they're Republican, but they really are supporting Joe Biden with the greatest socialist agenda in history, which is laughable, 50 was used for independent expenditures, uh, ads that expressly advocated the election of defeat of specific candidates, and most of it was against Trump and Republicans. Great times when you have Republicans that say, they're not Republicans. Well, they're not conservatives either. You know, you've got the McCain supporters, the Romney supporters, the never-Trumpers. That's it. All right, hour two, Sean Hannity Show, 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. Uh, it's getting quite a bit of attention. The new White House Press Secretary, Jen Psaki, has her obvious, obviously her most favorite phrase, which is, we'll circle back, circle back, circle back. We now have counted a total of 77 times she knows nothing and tells the mob and the media that is praising her and gushing at her every day that she'll circle back because she has no answers. Let's circle back.
5: I'll can. i circle back if there's more I can share with you. I'll circle back with you if there's more to convey. I'll have to just circle back with you. We can circle back with you. I'm happy to circle back with you. I can circle back. I will have to circle back on that one. That's an excellent question. Oh, such an important question. We will circle back with you and we'll circle back with you. It's an interesting question, but we'll circle back. I'm happy to circle back, but I'll have to circle back with you on it. It's a good question, but we'll circle back with you on this today. We will certainly circle back with you more directly. I hate to disappoint you, but I will have to circle back with you on that as well. And last thing, I just want to do before we get to your questions. Um, I often note I'm going to circle back. I hate to disappoint conservative Twitter, but I am going to circle back on a number of things, as we often do directly.
0: Oh, we'll circle back with all of it. Anyway, here to weigh in on circling back, he's circling back as a guest, Mark Simone, morning show host on our affiliate. Well, midday, I guess, is technically the right term uh, here on our flagship New York station, AM 710, WOR. Miranda Devine, New York Post columnist, uh, you know, look, everyone has little phrases that you get into patterns, speaking patterns, Mark Simone. I'm sure you've done it occasionally in your long, successful career. I've done it many, many times. The audience likes to point it out. But for crying out loud, I mean, the fawning on top of it. And meanwhile, she's got no answers to anything of substance.
6: Uh, I didn't know you were going to ask me this. I'll have to circle back to you with an answer. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: so,
6: I'm, I'm oh, man. Articles. Apparently, they rig these uh, briefings. That reporters have to submit the questions in advance. Yes. Uh, so this is with the question in advance. She has to circle back. who is she going to go ask? Joe Biden? He doesn't even know where he is. He's upstairs watching Matlock while she's doing these briefings. Uh, She's got no personality at all. She's there for one reason. You look at her resume. She was Obama's uh, press secretary, uh, very tight with Obama. And he's really the guy running everything. So she's like this Manchurian... uh, press secretary uh and, and that personality she would be the life of the party in a coma ward i mean where did they find her <laughs>
0: by the way that's mark that's mark simone's standard in life um the funniest thing it's like a joke between me and mark is i'm a loser and i rarely. <laughs> t- 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 mark you can confirm this i'm a total loser i never really go out often but when i show up at any event or even any restaurant not exactly always on the top of my priority list I mean, I just cannot believe Mark is everywhere. I've never met anybody that is out as often as you. I do not know how you
6: do it. You got a TV show, a radio show. Anytime you go out, you're mobbed by thousands of fans. This is a so. Loop. Are you? You
0: got your? Oh, come on! You're like a legend. Stop. Um, I don't Miranda know. I'll, I'll Divine, circle back to you. Circle back on this yourself. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's
7: it's it's bizarre. <laughs> Yeah, hi, Sean. Honestly, you would think after about the sixty-fifth circle back that the journalists in the room might just start getting a bit aggravated because they're they're not getting their questions answered. And uh, but they're not. You know, uh, it's just the exact opposite of Kayleigh McEnany who, she had grown men in that press room standing up and shouting at her. And if she'd been a Democrat uh, they would have been accused of being, you know, domestic terrorists and misogynists and mansplainers and all the rest. But Kaylee McEnany did her job superbly, and it's such a contrast to Jen Saki. Kaylee McEnany was always on top of the material. She had these voluminous folders that were all divided up with little labels, and she would keep talking very coherently while she leaked through to find her material. She was so good, and yet she never got any thanks. She was always abused. Jen Saki, on the other hand, um, you know, Seems like a nice person, but this is basic incompetence. Uh, If she can't answer basic questions, um, I think this is like a window into the real BT nature of the whole Biden operation.
0: All right. So you are both friends of the program and you both know that I say the weak, frail, cognitively struggling Joe. And we have our our standard montage that keeps getting longer and longer and longer. We choose truth over facts. Super Thursday. And we hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women are created equal endowed by the, oh, the, you know, the thing. The thing. You know the thing. God, the creator of everything. Uh, so we have the latest Biden moment. Uh, we're gonna have and he says it not once but twice and his math is a little fuzzy here How, you you're much smarter than me mark simon i'll give you first crack at this but uh he says we're gonna have enough vaccine for 300 americans listen
3: is enough vaccine to fully vaccinate 300 americans by end of the summer the beginning of the, of the fall but We want to make, look, that's, I want to repeat, it'll be enough to fully vaccinate 300 Americans to beat this pandemic. All right, 300. Now, he just went through
0: fuzzy math explaining how we're going to increase the number of doses by 50%. He didn't know how to do simple math either. Okay, now. I get beaten up by the by the leftist media mob, and you know outlets like I don't know Daily Beast, Huffington Post, the usuals, and because I say weak, frail, cognitively struggling, I am. I, am I wrong, or is this some bizarre Hannity uh, observation that only I see?
6: Well, I don't want to make light of this, but if you talk to uh, serious medical experts about cognitive stuff, they'll tell you that's one of the early signs. Uh, getting numbers all mixed up and missing zeros and all that stuff. So, uh, I mean, I'd say that's a sign of that, 300 uh, uh, vaccines. It's great. I mean, that will take care of Dick's Notch, New Hampshire, wipe it out there. Uh, There's this other story that they lost 20 million vaccines, uh, I don't think anybody will bring this up in today's briefing. They've lost 20 million vaccines. Politifact corrected me, by the way, and said they are absolutely not lost. This is an actual quote from Politifact: "They are making an effort to locate them." That that's the situation. <laughs> but uh, how,
0: how do you how do you lose vaccines?
6: Apparently, they were sent out. They don't know if they were received. They lost them somewhere in uh, in, the, in transit. So, uh, but again, he you know he, he doesn't know. What's going on? He's, uh, you know, at least she'll circle back. Him, him, you you won't see him again for the rest of the week.
0: Yeah, Miranda?
7: Well, it's, it's funny, I think, with Joe Biden that he is obviously has a huge problem with numbers. And yet, perversely, he seems attracted to talking numbers all the time. If you notice, practically every time he gives a speech, there are lots of complicated numbers in it. And he, he likes to pretend he's masterful and on top of it. And invariably, he just mucks it up. So um, I think, I've sort of been surprised actually that He's much more in the public frame now since he's entered the White House and become president. And yet there haven't been too many slip-ups. And I think that's because he now has this team of people around him who are dedicated to protecting him and his cognitive failings from the public. And so if you notice, the most we see of him is he sits down at a table, fumbles around, finds a pen and signs things. And then as he's doing it, he sort of mumbles through these these post-it notes that he has attached to them where he tells people and it looks as if he's looking at it for the first time himself, oh really I'm signing a a, but Miranda, there's something
0: deeper here. If if in fact this is a really significant decline cognitively now and everybody in in Biden world is protecting him, um are we really talking about a level of dishonesty to the American people that is deep and it is profound and may i add with iran launching their new rocket showing their advancement in potential missile technologies and and re-engaging their pursuit of enriching uranium etc um isn't that a little bit dangerous because it sounds dangerous to me if people really know something that we don't know i'm i'm just looking at the the verbal you know <sighs> Malaprops, the, the his constant inability to remember getting lost in the middle of every other sentence if he's not with a teleprompter. If it's worse than that, what does that mean?
6: Um, you know, they always say, well, oh, it's Joe being Joe. Go on YouTube or someplace and go watch Joe Biden 2010. Watch him 10 years ago and meet the press. It's a totally different guy. He's a different guy with a different voice. His eyes have a different look at him. He's just not the same anymore. I mean, as far as displaying weakness to the rest of the world, I can only hope that... uh at least they got Susan Rice or uh, Obama or somebody behind the scenes really uh, running things. But that's a pretty scary thought, too. So uh, uh, we're really in a, in, a, in a problem here. I don't know what we're going to do about it until uh, 2022 when we get a Republican Congress.
0: All right. But here this is the thing. Now, it was interesting. During the campaign, nobody ever criticized me for calling him weak, frail, and cognitively struggling. Now that he's president and I say it, and all of a sudden it was like a... a united front against me miranda everybody started criticizing me saying it and then what i did is i went on radio and tv and i played my longer montage and i said okay i'll let you decide does this does this sound like somebody that really is is cognitively sharp because it doesn't to me now in fairness i look at somebody who's older like bernie sanders i think he's even older than joe and this guy's got his he's his faculties he's full-on totally energetic You know, he seems, you know, he hasn't lost a step in 10 years. And Mark's right. When you compare the tape, it's dramatic.
7: Yes, but, you know, during the campaign, Joe Biden was the Democrats' problem. Now he's in the White House. He's all our problem. You know, like it or not, he is our president. And uh, we just have to hope that our adversaries don't try and take advantage of that. Um, I mean, you can be sure that... China and Russia. Uh, and Iran know all about, they will know more about Joe Biden's cognitive problems than any American citizen does, apart from the people working right with him. Um, and that's a real vulnerability to this country. And so, um, you know, much as we we all suspect that there are deep cognitive problems, and we've seen the evidence of it over and over, um, I, I guess we're all stuck in this charade at the moment, this week at Bernie's charade, because uh, unfortunately, that is the president. And we just have to uh, believe that this this great dishonesty, that this deception that's been um, put on the American people by the Democratic Party, that they know what they're doing.
0: All right. Miranda Devine, New York Post, Mark Simone, uh, my fellow host on our flagship uh, AM710, WOR in New York, sir. Thank you, Miranda. Thank you. 800-941-SHAWN. Your call's coming up. We're going to do a quick border hit with Andy Biggs in a minute and then your calls. 25 to the top of the hour. Thanks for being with us. 800-941-SHAWN. You want to be a part of the program. One of the phenomenons we watched and learned this summer Was we'd be watching, let's see, cities literally rioting and attacks against old federal courthouses and police precincts being overrun and even burnt to the ground. Like in the Minneapolis case and Kamala Harris, she's raising money for the bail of those people that were out there rioting and saying we're not going to stop. We shouldn't stop. They're never going to stop. Beware. Take note. All these uh, all the, the well if we're going to use the democrat standard that would be calls for insurrection but putting that aside you'd have fake news cnn ms dnc and they'd be out there and and they'd have fires raging in the shots behind them it's mostly been a very peaceful protest here as we continue our coverage here at fake news cnn don't 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 pay any mind to the massive huge fire in the city behind us You know, the autonomous Chaz Chops, Summer of Love, Spaghetti Potluck Dinner Zone. Yeah, that wasn't ending peaceful either. Literally taking over a police precinct there. And and now we've got the reemergence. It's shocking, I thought, because only Donald Trump was responsible for this. But they would just deny reality. Well, the same thing's happening with the Democrats parroting this new talking point that we've all watched the latest videos of people I don't don't see a lot of social distancing or mask wearing that are making their way that have been making their way to the southern border there is a report out today on foxnews.com that shows you know Biden has now expanded his push for open borders one of the orders directs his executive orders the Department of Homeland Security to review migrant protection protocols which Biden has promised to end They're known as the remain in Mexico policy, which would keep people south of the border while their immigration hearings are underway. Rather than admitting them into this country, they get a court date. And then, well, lo and behold, ninety nine point nine percent don't bother showing up for their hearing because they don't think the hearing will go well, nor are they willing to take the chance because they're already here. So anyway, so by ending this key policy, ending catch and release, the Biden administration taking another Significant step reinstating the incentives and the loopholes where people can enter this country and remain illegally in preparation of amnesty of as many people as possible. The Fox News dot com piece is pointing out that now we have immigrants uh, in mass now uh, literally lining the border wall in places like California, well, pretty much California to Texas. I mean, you're seeing dramatic increases in the numbers of people that are showing up there every day. But yet the media is saying, oh, this is just a manufactured crisis. Your eyes must deceive you. Almost the same as them denying the
1: riots this summer. President Trump must stop holding the American people hostage, must stop manufacturing a crisis.
3: This president just used the backdrop of the Oval Office to manufacture a crisis. Folks, the president has manufactured one heck of a
1: political crisis for himself.
5: Donald Trump is manufacturing a national security crisis. You will hear them say is -hmm. that this is a manufactured crisis. It's not a national security crisis. The big scam of the whole address was that there's a crisis. There's Mm -hmm. not a crisis. The
2: notion that we have a crisis there, a security crisis, is absolute nonsense.
0: All right, joining us now, Congressman Andy Biggs. He is the co-chair of the Border Security Caucus, also the head of the Freedom Caucus, and he led a tour last week of the U.S.-Mexico border in southern Arizona with eight members of Congress. Uh, Congressman, uh, thanks for coming back and giving us a report. Is the media lying to us yet again?
8: Oh, yeah, Sean, they are. I mean, it's exactly what you say. There are masses forming on the southern side of our border, uh, which is northern Mexico, of course. There are caravans being put together. Cartels are advertising again. NGOs are advertising again. Uh, Biden himself says, not yet. Don't come over. I can't give this to you yet. They're waiting for his magic magic words. He's talking about giving a parole in one of the um, uh, executive orders he's doing today. This is going to be far greater than the surge that we had just a couple of years ago, if you recall, where it was a humanity a, a crisis of humanity, and I, I I just think that that they are denying this and they're burying this, and that's a it's a crying shame, and it will be very bad.
0: Yeah, look, and now I don't see that there's a whole lot we can do at this point. Is there still talk of maybe taking down the border wall?
8: I don't think they're going to take the border wall down now, but they've basically sh- shut down the, the, the construction completely. They're, they're, there's big, equi- heavy equipment that's stopped. Sean, they've, they've built roads that they so they could put in the, the fence in some places, and they were ready to put in fence in some very heavily trafficked places. In fact, I, in one area, they told me that's the heaviest traffic place. They just had to completely stop the fence. It's wide open. And now, because they took down some fencing to, you know, like, whether it's four-strand barbed wire or something like that, to replace it with this this great fencing, guess what? Now there's nothing there in some of those places because the Biden administration just stopped it cold in its tracks.
0: Well, if you look at these new policies of Biden, and now it's going to be a path towards legalization, um, is there anything the Republican Party in either... Congress and your, the House of Representatives or the Senate can do?
8: Well, the, we, we have to rely on the Senate as a backdrop if we can, and because they're really close. We've got to rely on some people here who come from swing districts to maybe try to, to, to soften some of this. Well, what about I mean, Senator
0: Cinema? She's in your state of Arizona. Where does she stand on this?
8: Uh, she's, uh, I, I, I'm not sure where she is today, but she's in the past has been uh, for some kind of pathway to citizenship. So those are lures. Those are incentives to come out and bring more people in. And uh, we're going to have to fight that here and see if we can get some of these. It's a close They They're going to have to keep all their Democrats. If we can get four or five Democrats and keep all of our Republicans in the House, we might be able to stop some of this stuff.
0: Let me ask you, is Governor Ducey going to run against Cinema? My understanding is isn't she up in 2022.
8: She's not up in 22. She's in 24, but uh, Mark Kelly is up in twenty twenty. That's right.
0: Mark Kelly's up. I stand corrected. Yes, sir.
8: Yeah. I don't think Ducey's going to run for that seat. There's a there's a host of people um, kicking tires on that. That's for sure.
0: Are you thinking about it yourself?
8: Well, I'm 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 kicking some tires on it, Sean. That's for sure. I'm I'm looking at it.
0: Andy Biggs, Congressman Arizona, co-chair, Border Security Caucus. Thank you for being with us with the update. We appreciate it. Uh, Charlene is in Washington State Charlene glad you called.
4: Sean thank you for taking my call I appreciate it I'd like to talk about Como's action on the nursing home decision yes ma'am I work in a medical office it looks to me like senior that the Democrats don't value senior citizen lives we can't forget these people they weren't at the end of their lives they still had more memories to make with their families and they died alone They died without their families. This is going to be an open wound for their families forever. Every Christmas, every lost birthday, every wedding that they're not at, because a lot of these people, they weren't going to be in a nursing home forever.
0: Well, the the sad part of all of this is, you know, Cuomo out there saying, well, you die in a nursing home, you die here. Well, what what difference does it make? You're dead. And his more recent comments about restaurant workers, et cetera, you know, qualifying for the vaccine. Well, we don't have enough anyway. I mean, it's and then, frankly, New York City state, like everything else, they botched distribution of the vaccine. And it's just another typical mess. Nine of Cuomo's uh, top health officials have left uh, amid the vaccine rollout. Not only disagreement, but disaster. And it's, it's kind of sad and it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. And that's, look, and even worse than that, and Rick Scott mentioned this earlier today, is that now states like Florida that balance their budget, every red state that funds their pensions balances their budgets where politicians are elected that are fiscally responsible. Now the taxpayers in those states, mark my words, are going to have to pony up Cuomo demanding $15 billion for New York State. And my guess is he's probably going to get it. Now, one thing that a lot of people won't pay attention to either, we'll see when, when Joe finally submits his budget proposals, economic proposals, what they mean. But I'm going to predict with a certain degree, of with, with some certainty here is that Joe is going to once again exempt and allow people in blue states that that elect high-taxing governors and legislatures to once again deduct their state income tax, and again, not a benefit that any state with no income tax or a low-income tax benefits from. That, that means, again, red states will be funding these blue states that are fiscally irresponsible. Uh, now, when the president, President Trump, now in exile, according to Jim Acosta, President Trump in exile, now when he got into office and he got rid of the state income tax tax deduction, well, that didn't benefit Sean Hannity personally, but I said at the time and numerous times after, it was the right thing to do because I don't think the people in red states ought to be funding a special tax break only because i'm stupid enough to live in a state that elects irresponsible politicians that spend more than they take in and my guess is they're going to give that money back again and be- look for the time being as long as i'm here it benefits me but i don't think that should i don't think it's fair to everyone in the red states that are going to fund that
4: no we pay enough taxes exactly America.
0: all right good call we appreciate you being with us as we continue back to our busy phones uh, as we say hi to Carol, is in California, the United Socialist Utopia of California. How are you, Carol?
4: Hi, Sean. Um, good to talk to you. Thanks for taking my call. So, Thank you. Um, yesterday, I was watching Martha McCallum, and uh, Ronna McDaniel was on the RNC uh, head, and she seems to think from the interview that Trump is right back in with the Republican Party, and she's all giddy about 2024 and 2022, and he's the most famous person in our party. Well, the Trump supporters are, are not Republicans. We're Trump supporters. And I am fed up with the Republican Party with this going back and forth and how they treated us and how they treated President Trump. And I'm not going to vote for Republicans anymore. So I pray that the president understands that he needs to start a third party. That's the only way out of this mess with these people. Look,
0: the problem is, you know, and Carol, this is an age old question, because remember, Reagan was hated by the establishment and he gave a, a very, very famous speech at CPAC in 1975. And in that speech, he raised the question rhetorically, is it a third party we need or a revitalized Second party with no pale pastels, but bold color differences. The problem is if and and polls are bearing out exactly what you said is that more people in the Republican Party would go would go with the America first, make America great again, agenda of Donald Trump over weak Republicanism, establishment Republicanism. Now, establishment Republicans are of the mind now that they think they're taking their party back, like Liz Cheney thinks she's going to take the party back. They're fine to think that, and they can you know try and guide the party in whatever direction their heart takes them, but they're not in touch with the rank and file of the Republican Party around the country. Well,
4: Reagan also had the 11th commandment, thou shall not... (laughs) He did?
0: And he said, look, if somebody is in 80% agreement with you, he's not your enemy. There's some truth to that, too. There's a lot of wisdom of Reagan, but... The
4: problem is, the Republican Party was way different back when when Reagan uh, was espousing all this stuff. Now it's so fractured. You can't trust them. They flip, they flop. Look at this mess on Monday. The president is going into an impeachment trial we all you know i'm not going to go into the mess i'm a lawyer uh, they're they're alleging that he incited this insurrection through uh using the voter fraud the bad words don't say the bad words he has a right to defend himself which basically puts the whole election on trial by the way and and um they should just dismiss it and here we have the usual suspects um the, the republicans that are are probably not going to be I'm, smart I'm
0: enough. I'm only telling you this, and I, I'm only because I'm short on time. I wish I, I could talk about this with you for a long time. And you know, it's sort of like you know Lincoln and Jesus. A house divided against itself cannot stand. And the apostles got mad at Jesus because there are, there are people that are that we don't know that are curing people in your name. He's not against us; is with us, right? And and Lincoln, you know, a house divided against itself cannot stand. Look, here's the thing. Now, Republicans have their choice. What, what the, what the core and rank and file of this country they want bold conservatism. It's simple. Uh, we don't want. We want constitutionalists on the bench. We want lower taxes, less bureaucracy, secure borders. We want energy independence. We want free and fair trade deals, and we want the biggest badass military on the face of the earth. And we don't want long protracted wars and a few nuances beyond that. That's it. It's simple. Stick to the agenda. I got to run. No, good call, Carol. You raised great points. 800 941 Sean.
2: Coming up next, our final news roundup and information overload hour.
0: Man, it's a Super Bowl weekend coming up. This is going to be a great Super Bowl. I really haven't been paying attention all year to football. I did watch. I've been watching a couple of the the playoff games. Uh, I, I had to see, you know, Brady versus, uh, I mean, this is a Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers, and then pre- the previous week against Drew Brees, and watching that saga, now it's Mahomes versus Brady, and I'm just sorry. I'm just, that storyline alone has got me fully, completely interested and uh, i'll be cooking up my super bowl food on sunday and none of it's going to be healthy starting with my philly cheesesteaks and i don't use swiss cheese like john Kerry likes it when he's not in his private jet uh, emitting carbon emissions anyway so that's going to be pretty interesting uh our friend eric bowling and brett farve have now signed a deal for a podcast uh and this is going to be pretty cool uh And on this new network, Podcast One, it's a leading podcast platform, which has become extremely popular. Uh, Eric has been a friend a long time. We worked together many, many years together. And Brett Favre, uh, well-known as a Green Bay Packer, less known as a New York Jet, probably not his smartest decision. And I've been a Jet fan for a lot of my life. Uh, Welcome both of you to the program.
9: Hey, Hannity, thank you. It's bowling. Appreciate the opportunity to... uh... Promote the podcast. I got Brett sitting with me right here. We. I have I have no clue what the hell Brett Favre is hanging out with you for. Well, <laughs> I'm just trying to figure that part out. He's paying me ninety
4: percent
0: of his. <laughs> he's paying. <now> is, <laughs> am I? Are you guys doing this together, or yeah. are you oh, doing yeah. it? A,
1: yeah. This no, is no, a Sean, show we're, you're, we're you're in both at, doing
9: together. Yeah, yeah, we're in Atlanta right now. We got the the Braves Stadium right over there. Right out the window over there, we we're, we're, we're delivering the first podcast, uh, sitting next to each other. I uh, won't well, be together to every every week, but
0: well, I mean, it actually has worked out. I mean, Boomer Asayson has been very successful as a broadcaster in New York on the fan. Yeah. He's done a, he's done a great job, and um, but so you guys have teamed up. Now, is this a podcast
9: audio only or audio video? Right, right now it's audio. I think it's going to be audio video very soon. No. Yes, yeah, they're giving me thumbs up and control. Hannity, this podcast. So, so look, you know, I come from the the news politics world, and obviously Brett Hall of Fame Super Bowl quarterback, always in the discussion of of the goat, the greatest of all time. We decided we we, we get along and we talk about everything. So we talk we talk football, we talk politics, we talk news, we talk culture. We we did a segment on. On Puccitani Phil and Bitcoin and Kardashians, <laughs> and we, we talk a little of everything. And okay, but we also, I don't know if I want to hear also, your talk
0: about uh, Bitcoin and algorithms and math problems. Yeah, he lost me there, Sean. He, man, I'm right. Wait, hang on, Brett, help me out with this. I, 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 I can th- I've had you. more friends telling me to get into Bitcoin when it was nothing, and I'm so yeah. stupid. But I don't understand it. No matter how I'm not going to get into something if I don't know what in the hell it is. Right. This is how they explain it, Brett. It's Well, it's <laughs> right. a cryptocurrency. Can I, okay, can I get I give that you, part.
9: Can I give you the basics right now, Sean? Here we go. Let, let, all all right, the, right, let's millions it, of people Brett. listening to you. There are 21 million Bitcoin. Eventually, that will be the most that will ever be allowed to be in circulation. They're not all mined yet. It's about 16 million right now. We'll get to 21. Demand is soaring for the 16 million that are out there. When it hits 21, Sean... They are cutting off all supply of Bitcoin. That is it. You've seen the, the for the rest of eternity, twenty one million will be the number. If demand keeps going up, if if PayPal and Target all says they'll take Bitcoin, you got massive demand with a limited supply. What's gonna happen? What's gonna happen, Hannity?
0: Okay, so let me explain it, and then Brett can help me, because I I understand the cryptocurrency. I understand that it's a finite amount. You're going to get to, what, 21 million bitcoins, whatever the hell you said. All right, I got that part. And then I said, well, explain it to me. How come it keeps going up and up in price? I can understand supply and demand dictating price, but then everyone gets into, well, it's an algorithm. I'm like, okay, it wasn't my best topic in school. An algorithm. All right, I understand an algorithm is a math problem. And a math problem that never has a final answer, I have a hard time digesting. Brett Favre. I'm right there
2: with you. I need some, like when someone says I have a quarter, hand it to me. I see that quarter and I put it in my pocket. I don't see. I, I don't. I don't get something that is I, that I can't
0: touch. Yeah, and and you know what sucks is because you and I don't get it. We don't invest in it, and meanwhile, bowling's going to walk away with hundreds of millions of dollars in this deal. I guarantee you.
9: Yeah, I, I, I'm hoping to be a Bitcoin billionaire someday. <laughs> see, Brian? why do you I think mean, I'm doing the show with you? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, i don't, you know. You'll you may you'll vouch for. Look, here's what he said. On, we said on the show. I said. I like Brady plus three and the under fifty six and a half. I said, Brett. I go. By the way, Brett, I suck at gambling, but I'm really good at investing. Andy, can you can you back me up on that?
0: Uh, Listen, I'm gonna. I don't know why, and I know Mahomes is he's he's like the new Brady. I mean, I mean, it would be a hell of a story if he wins back to back Super Bowls, right? Yeah. I mean, that's huge. It doesn't happen very often. And then you got Brady, who's supposed to be an old man by this point, who I think is performing at a, still an extremely high level. These games against the Packers and the game against New Orleans was pretty amazing, Brett. Right? Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Who are you, you know, picking? Boy, I, I I'm,
2: I'm, I, I think the favorite should be the favorite, and that's the Chiefs. Uh, you know, everything. Yeah, I mean, can a forty-three-year-old guy really win the Super Bowls? A starting quarterback with a new team and never got to practice with his team in the, leading up to the season with a pandemic—is that possible? Yes, but, apparently. Yeah, uh, uh, that's right. That's <laughs> that's, that, that's what, If sure. I was a Chiefs fan, that's what would scare me. Everything points to the Chiefs winning.
0: You see, Mahomes is a, is is such a franchise player, and and Brett, you're in this category too. There's certain guys when they're, when a game is on. There's going to be games I'm not interested in because the storyline doesn't intrigue me. Right. But if it involves somebody like you or Joe Montana, if you want to go, or yep. Peyton Manning or Eli Manning or or Tom Brady, you know, or somebody like Gronkowski or, I, I mean, Mahomes is already in that top echelon of NFL quarterbacks in my mind. So I'm fascinated and want to watch every Chiefs game. But, man, I'm watching every Tampa Bay game, so I'm torn.
10: Yeah,
2: I mean, I, I, I'm torn, too. Now, Andy Reid is a really close friend and former – he was my former coach uh, way awesome back. Awesome guy. The, oh, great guy, great guy. It, it, had this been his first go-around for a Super Bowl win, I would definitely be 100% in his corner. But I'm I'm going to say I'm 50-50. I want to see the Chiefs win. I want to see the Bucks win because of Tom and, and, and that whole scenario because I, I've been there, and I was close. Um I, it'd, be, it'd be nice to see him do it with someone else. Uh, what, what he's done so far up to this point
9: is nothing short of incredible. The question is, if he wins the Super Bowl, does he retire? He said Almost, today no. He said he said he wants to play at 45. 45, yeah, I heard that.
0: But your body gets beaten up in football. That's What is the average t- uh, length of a career in football? Three and a half years, three. right?
9: Yeah, there? that's about three
2: years, yeah. So he's Jeez. defied that by...
9: Hey, hey! By the way, Hanny, I'm sitting next to a guy who went 297 consecutive starts in the NFL. Think about that. Well, that's a, my next question that for, for Brett.
0: Because I mean, you've been there. What's this week like for these guys, especially guys that hadn't been there? Well, I mean, you won the Super Bowl. You lost the Super yeah, Bowl. You, you yeah, so the this week, victory. All right.
2: yeah, Sean. This week, but but the, uh, you have to you have to throw the asterisk in there of you know everything's virtual. So there's not right. the there's not the long bus ride to practice in, in you know at the Super Bowl city like like normal. It's a ghost town, and so you're doing interviews virtually. Usually, the media day is like a circus. So there's it, there's this almost like you have to prep the guys. Usually, it, you know, before the pandemic, you have to prep the guys. Look, you know, this is going to be a madhouse. You got to stick the stick to the 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 buses and and no go to the places that we have designated for you to go because it's going to be a madhouse now it's like it's totally the opposite all right guys you you know you're going to be the only ones out and about and uh, you, you got to make sure you got to wear your mask and you need to do all this stuff we got protocol in place blah 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 uh, so it's almost like a, a, a total 180 degree difference than what it normally is uh, no one's getting Getting booked to come in and, as a celebrity and Radio Row and all that stuff.
9: So, what, what about this? What, the, for the first time ever, a Super Bowl is in the city of one of the teams playing. That no fans can go to. Well, That's a good point. But still home team. Are no, there no, uh, no fa- I, are there no fans at all? I thought there were some.
0: I, I don't know, Sean. I, uh, well, let me ask you this. Do you know that you're sitting next to a guy, Eric Bowling, it was a damn good baseball player, and if correct me if my memory faults me, Mister Bowling, sir, um, but didn't you get called up and and for the Pittsburgh Pirates?
9: I did. I was drafted by the Pirates and blew the rotator cuff pretty early. Um, yeah, got in, Got into the uh, the other uh, trading world, Wall Street, for a while, and then and then broadcasting. You
0: played third um, base, if my memory serves me, correct?
9: Yes, I did. Oh, corner. You think I'm not paying attention? Everyone thinks Hannity's
0: not paying attention.
9: <laughs> Don't you can't get anything by Hannity. Never. All right, I so, hear you like to toss the football
0: a little bit in the studio. I do, and every time I have a professional football player on set, they say, you know, you're throwing it wrong. And but at that point, I had like Eric, I had a bad rotator, but I've been I built it, built it back up because of my mixed martial arts. Mm-hmm. Well, right, I'm glad just, now one you of you find is a out badass. from bowling. Are you going to do the show with them. Ask Eric how
9: rich he is, because how much do you have in Bitcoin, for example? And don't lie. Um, I, have, I, have, I have 15 Bitcoins and I have about 100 um, Ethereums, which is a, a, a little oh, satellite God. of a Bitcoin. It's, it's not them. Look, it's going to 400,000. I know it's going to go to 400,000. What yeah. would
0: that portfolio be worth today if you cashed out today? Fifty million dollars? Oh, oh my god. No I'm wonder he's doing out. this for free. Exactly, he's doing it for free. Listen Well first of all, I'm so I'm I, listen, I'm not a zero I would love people's success. Good for you. I'm proud of you. And what was the average price you bought in at?
9: No, so so there, I started at six thousand, I bought some nine, I watched it go to three thousand twice. Sean it's a you know, it's it's a volatile. You don't want to put your nest egg in it. You want to put stupid money the stuff that you weren't going to touch you you know just have fun with it put it there just you might hit a home run just fine.
0: oh man that,
9: but listen do you would you buy in now that's yes. another question yes
0: yes you yes. would yes. yes what's it at today like 32ish About 35
9: 35,000 35. but 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 there's so much demand and when when people like us are talking about it on radio and no one knows what bitcoin is or how to get it and it's going to it's got 75% of the way of topping out all time supply ever and no one knows about it, it, it it's it's ripe it's going to run i believe all
0: right i got to ask you guys the the key question so you're starting this podcast together first of all congratulations you two great guys wish you the best um tell us uh about how people can find you
9: right. it, let me give you that we, we just taped a segment you can't steal this Hannity. you can't steal this idea from oh, grief it's grief. called <laughs> it's called date debate or terminate so we named three, three people in, in the world, and we have to decide to date, debate, or terminate them. And I'll just leave you with this. One of, the, one of the categories was LeBron James, Shaquille O'Neal, and Michael Jordan. And you'll hear Brett weigh in on who he'd date, debate, or terminate.
0: I, I okay. didn't sign up you for this. You know, the there's, there's, a, there's
9: another <laughs> spinoff
0: version of this, you know, about getting married. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay. I'm not going down your road cause Kennedy, I'd like to survive Kennedy, longer Kennedy, in this in business. Brady,
9: Mahomes, or Breeze, who would you date, debate, or terminate? All right, get the hell off my You've got to your mind if you think I'm going to answer this crap. <laughs> uh, right. Red bowling, Favre. bowling with Favre. All
0: right, all right. Sean, bowling it was great Favre. talking with you. All right, guys, Eric, congratulations not so much. <laughs> to both of you. We'll be watching the game. We'll reconvene soon. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for much well, now that we have the uh, Democratic AG of New York saying, oh, yeah, the nursing home deaths, yeah, up to 50% underreported. Wow. This is the victims' families speaking out. Uh, and and on this debacle.
11: I miss her every day, and uh, she's the reason why I have courage to fight.
10: The family of Anna Martinez, who died of COVID-19 in a West Islip nursing home, never got to say goodbye. The Harrison's grandmother and great aunt, both World War II Rosie the Riveters, died together of coronavirus in a Smithtown
4: nursing home.
10: We weren't even notified that it was time to say goodbye. Just come get her. Come get her remains. get her body.
4: Governor Cuomo, give us the number. Give us the number.
5: He died holding the hand of his beloved wife. Our family is still waiting to have a funeral. And I think this is the biggest story of the pandemic.
4: If Governor
5: Cuomo's administration had
4: spent one one-hundredth the amount of time with investigators in the nursing homes making sure they were protecting our seniors, we'd have a lot fewer deaths in New York state. It's
10: up until this point, he hasn't apologized. I think in the very beginning, if he had taken some accountability and said, I right. was trying to save some of the hospital beds for the patients that we needed. Uh, and that's why I made that mistake of putting COVID positive patients into nursing right. homes for 46 days, by the way, if he had done that in the very beginning, but he never has. And by the way, he's blamed everyone else except the person that signed. In the executive order. Andrew Cuomo. It was in effect for 46 days. He's blamed uh, God and Mother Nature and the president and the CDC and the New York Post and Fox News. He's blamed everyone except the person that signed the mandate, the order putting those COVID positive patients into nursing homes. That's what gets my blood boiling. He still refuses to acknowledge that. The exactly. other day in one of the interviews, he actually said, we didn't need to put COVID positive patients into nursing homes. And I screamed. It just makes our grief even worse worse
0: so when will there be accountability oh well it doesn't matter if they died here or there or anyway they're still dead pretty callous all right 25 to the top of the hour 800 941 sean you want to be a part of the program you know we've been having the greatest calls lately i mean they're always great but it's like the cut above i mean i'm so interesting to hear the passion of so many of our fellow Americans, how how engaged everybody is, and 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 I think there's there are millions and millions of us, tens of millions of us, that understand the gravity of the moment. Like I, I actually had to spend time because it's my job, and I decided not to even go through it with you because I I read the Democrats' shift show and their arguments and. And it's like uh, uh, Russia, Russia, all over again. Breathless hysteria and 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 just flagrant, you know, hypocrisy. The stench goes to right straight to high heaven. It's just awful. And I watch this pretty simple arguments that yeah, it's unconstitutional. Uh, nice try. Uh, we also have a constitution with something like the First Amendment. Uh, so that'll be a big part of their arguments. Then they got this other big problem that has emerged, which is court documents. Even the mob media having to acknowledge the FBI now is pretty confident that a lot of this was all pre-planned. Now, did some people that were at the rally, the one percent, not the ninety-nine percent, uh, you know, join in in what others had planned? Yes, they did. Were they planning on it? No, they weren't. They were stupid and got caught up in it, and they shouldn't have been there. And many of them will pay a price for it. But for the but now that we're discovering there was an organized assault on the Capitol and that we missed all of the signs ahead of time. Again, I can't scream this loud enough. They better get a 9-11 style commission and make sure this can never happen again. But it takes away the argument that this was a spontaneous riot incited by Donald J. Trump and his words of insurrection at the rally beforehand, especially when 99% didn't even go anywhere near the Capitol. Um, But it just is what it is. And so it'll happen. It'll play out. We already know what the conclusion is. And this will be their last chance to squeeze any little more blood, just bloody him up a little bit more. Donald Trump, beat him up. So it'll be less viable as a candidate, so they think, in 2024. That has yet to be determined. We'll see. Uh, okay, let's say hi. Bobby is in Missouri. So I had long-distance cousins, and I had some that said Missouri, and some that said Missouri, like I say. Do you have a preference? Misery. <laughs> M- misery? <laughs> is that what you're calling it, misery? Yeah,
11: no, it's great here.
0: By the way, Roy uh, Blunt has been great lately. I don't know what happened to him. It's like he woke up from the dead, and he just appeared as somebody that's, like, finally speaking out. Who? Roy Blount, your uh your oh,
11: yeah. senator. Well, what I I didn't hear what he's been saying. I'm sorry. What has he been saying?
0: No, he's been he's been pretty outspoken about the unconstitutional Im- impeachment shift show that's coming to DC next week.
11: Yeah, but you know, I we, we really don't trust him to hold the line.
0: <laughs> well <laughs> but we do anyway. like to talk what's on your mind today. Let's go let's stick to that.
11: Yes, sir. Um, you know, I'm I'm just really kind of perplexed how we can open the border, tear the wall down when we're not even allowed out of our houses. Um, we, it, and we're going to take care of these people when we can't take care of our own. We have people going to bed now at night, hungry children, and but we're going to have thousands. It just doesn't make sense. They're coming from places that God knows what diseases they've got it, from, you know, no health care. Wasn't the, the border wall in the Patriot Act? Alongside of this FISA court that we commissioned, we gave up all of those uh, rights of privacy to have protection. And now, you we see, got, we're politicians,
0: not- and you—you you already know this, Bobby. Politicians always promise spending cuts, uh, but they come later. You always get the tax cut, tax increases. You never get the spending cuts. You always get the amnesty. You never get the wall built. The only person that broke that trend was was Trump. Uh, when you talk about, uh, you know, Joe Biden's mask mandate, uh, from what I'm seeing, I'm not seeing a whole lot of social distancing and mask wearing in the caravan that's been making its way to the U.S. Uh, but you, but but you bring up a good point, and that is, I think, I think we have to have secure borders. You got to vet people that come into this country. I happen to be a believer in merit-based immigration policies like so many other countries australia new zealand etc would would adopt uh and that would include making sure you don't have radical ties and associations uh in the day and age of covid i would say yeah you you ought to be tested uh for the coronavirus and have to prove you're negative before you come into the country so we don't you know we don't have another super spreader event as they call them um these are all logical things now Illegal immigrants, this was on foxnews.com, are now amassing along our southern border because they're waiting for Joe's open borders policies to clear the way for them to just enter the U.S. I don't know if they'll be wearing masks or not. In the last seven days, 800 arrests up in one, one uh, agent in Texas in that, their sector, up from 450 just a month ago. And now there's even talk of tearing the border wall down. So the answer to your question is, well, we have tens of thousands of Americans out of work in the energy sector. We have high unemployment because of the pandemic and draconian shutdowns. Now we're going to legalize 11 million plus uh, illegal immigrants that will be competing for the few jobs that are currently available. And all that's going to do is hurt American workers and drive down wages. And it's going to hurt the whole country. And even the CBO yesterday was acknowledging that, yeah, we probably won't see unemployment rates that Trump left us for the longest time. So it's pretty frustrating, Bobby. I share your concern. And I think people have got to let their elected officials know how they feel. Uh, All right. To our busy phones. Bruce, Wisconsin. Bruce, how are you? Glad you called.
12: Thanks for having me, Sean. Say, I wanted to comment on a, a subject that you had touched on yesterday and one that's been kind of been floating around for the last few months. And that is regarding... This uh, forgiving of student loans, um, kind of every time I hear that, I kind of cringe a little bit just because I think that it's kind of a, a segregated class of people that are going to get that benefit if and happens. But the unintended consequence that from my end, unless I'm, I'm wrong, is that if they were to have their debt forgiven, my guess is that they would all receive a 1099 that year and they would have a tax obligation due to the IRS and and i unless the congress is going to amend that as well
0: um i just don't see how this thing flies uh i think you're a hundred percent right listen i don't know i i know that i threw out i got two six hundred dollar checks i forgot to tell everybody this like last week out of nowhere u.s treasury you know i got the second six hundred dollar check i never applied for any six hundred dollar check the first one I remember throwing out. The second one, I just said it to my financial guy and said, "I don't think I don't think we're supposed to get this, and I, I frankly don't want it because I'd rather people that need it uh, and deserve. I'd rather they get more money. I don't need their listen. And I'm I'm not saying I'm not overtaxed, but this money is earmarked specifically for people, and I don't need the help right now. But there are Americans that do. Or I'm gonna t- if they do cash it, I'll just take the six hundred and donate it to my local food bank which has been needing more support than uh, ever right now. And um, so I have no idea. What am I going to get a $1,400? I don't need their money, but people do need it right now through no fault of their own. And now we're going to add tens of thousands of of hardworking Americans that are losing their careers over this. And let me tell you, when you have a career job, you probably have committed to a mortgage. You're probably committed monies for your kids to go to college you probably have been saving for retirement and I don't care what green new job they're promising. It's not an existence, nor do I think it'll match the specific skills that people that work in the oil industry and energy sector have accumulated over decades and decades. So we're in for some serious, serious economic hardship in this country for for people that deserve better. You know, I keep saying, you know, pretty soon there's going to be a lot of Americans and you'll see bumper stickers and hats and T-shirts. Uh, miss me yet? Question mark. Hashtag Trump 2020. Put on the back of the T-shirt. Make America great again. I could see that. Why don't we sell those, Linda? I guess the worst that could happen is we get just another cease and desist, something we're quite familiar with on this program. But
1: it's so for sure.
0: anyway, last word, sir, Bruce.
12: Um yeah well i mean i'm I own a small business and i, I was fortunate to get some uh, some grant money some smaller dollar months, but I still received a ten ninety nine grant or excuse me a ten ninety nine uh, form at the end of the year and I have, I have to pay taxes on the grant money i received so if you start forgiving student loans, those people better be prepared to to get a nice big tax bill uh right after that too.
0: My understanding though is you'll you'll need to check with your professionals because I don't know crap about taxes. But my understanding was those were loans that would convert to grants. The one I think you're describing, you got if it was, I guess, PPP money, whatever it is. So you might want to look into that. I think there were loans originally, but but were considered to be loans that would then convert to be a grant. Did you know that?
12: Yeah, I mean, my, my specific ones were ones that were designated by the state, of, state of Wisconsin. But you know, they, okay, that,
0: that's that's di- that's different, but, separate, and apart. I don't know what their policy I, is. I,
12: I'm I'm thinking anything that becomes like a loan that is forgiven and any type of an arrangement, you know, whether it's regular business anything that's on that is considered instant income to the to the person who's being forgiven. And I just I see the IRS was it would have their hands full here uh, with having to administer this because you know otherwise you're going to have other parts of our country are going to be wondering why they're not on that same program yeah. in, in a different, you yeah. so just a lot of things I think that are going to confuse a lot more people. I think, I just hope they leave that alone and don't go down that path.
0: So the Paycheck Protection Program is what this is. Was, uh, it, was it was billed as a nearly trillion dollar business loan program for coronavirus from the federal government for coronavirus aid relief economic security to help businesses self-employed workers sole proprietors non uh tribal businesses to continue to pay their workers and it was i understand it was supposed to convert to a grant that was my understanding but don't you know check with your accountant that stuff I, I what the hell yeah i can't give tax advice what do i know i can't even do my own taxes um bruce thank you all i say is pay well we could probably take this discount and pay it that's my answer every time um I don't think uh, I, I don't think the IRS would be particularly forgiving if I took a deduction that was quote "questionable, Linda do you?
4: I don't think deductions actually exist in the Hannity uh, world. <laughs>
0: they really don't.
4: They've been written it, off a long time ago.
0: I know maybe maybe I'm a fool. Maybe I should go in and aggressive I just don't because I don't need the headache. It's just one headache and, and I shouldn't have to live my life like that either because of what I do for a living. but we already know that my privacy gets violated regularly. That's correct, 100
5: percent.
0: Yeah. Well, people don't really understand when your personal text messages are released publicly by a judge what that's like or to see that Mueller's pit bulls are, you know, uh, accumulating 50 pages of 302s on me because I'm in the I'm a member of the press and I'm asking questions. I've not noticed anyone in the press champion championing my rights for privacy. Uh, nor the intimidation tactics that are used pretty much, I would argue, to stop the investigations that we successfully concluded accurately. But that's that's for another day. Um, let us go to Los Angeles. Frank is standing by. What's up, Frank? How are you? Hey,
12: Sean. Hey, listen, you know, all this stuff that's being said, I still think we're nibbling around the edges. If no one checks into Fulton County, Georgia, and what happened there, I would always say that, You know, people get they vote in the government that they deserve, but maybe they're not even voting or maybe it's incorrect. So is anybody going to really investigate that? If not, if that's all fraud, everything else goes out the
0: window, in my opinion. Let me let me give you some good news on that front. Are you ready? Georgia's state Senate, controlled by Republicans, has now introduced a bill that would require voters to provide a photo ID when requesting and returning even an absentee ballot. That's number one. In Arizona, a new bill has been introduced in the state legislature out there to repeal Arizona's permanent early voting list and votes on lists automatically receive mail in ballots. No, you would have to request one specifically. And I hope they add a like Georgia would add a some type of voter I.D. requirement in Pennsylvania. GOP lawmakers there, they're pushing a bill that would repeal the unconstitutional 2019 Pennsylvania no excuse absentee voting bill. So, this I have said this that if they don't do it now and they don't fix it now, it'll be too late by the time 2022 comes around. This is to ensure integrity and confidence in the system and that the laws are obeyed, constitutions are obeyed. And the other thing I would strengthen in all these states is if partisan observers are allowed to observe that you make, you, you make accommodations that that law can be fulfilled. No state did that. Okay? So there's some good news. We're making some progress. I'm staying on the topic. That I promise you. All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. Hannity, please set your DVR 9 Eastern tonight. Fox News, Eric Trump will join us. Lindsey Graham and his admonition of Senate Democrats. The latest breakdown of all things corrupt, hypocritical, media mob Joe Concha, Grinnell and Gates, and much more. 9 Eastern, Hannity tonight. We'll see you then. Thank you for being with us. Back here tomorrow.